Hello and welcome to Community Forum. My name is Art Leal and thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast, where we are continuing to bring you news, information, commentary, and interviews on issues and topics that are relevant to our community, and always keeping to our goal of keeping you informed. Since we are not a live broadcast, we encourage our listeners to continue the conversation using our Facebook plugin on the episode homepage. There you can share and communicate with other users about the current episode. We hope you found us on iTunes. If not, make sure to follow the link to subscribe with your Apple device and download the latest show when it's available. And to make sure you know when the next episode is available, sign up for email subscription and you will always be the first to hear the latest. Community Forum is a weekly podcast. In a short time, we will have a podcast lineup in advance to give you the opportunity to submit questions online for any of our guests prior to their interview, allowing you, our listener, to get even more involved in the conversation. We hope you enjoy this podcast, and please remember to share with your friends and give us a Facebook like on the episode homepage. We have a great discussion for you today, and we'll be right back. Labor Day is recognized by many, but how many people really know what Labor Day is other than a day off? One thing to always remember is that the American people's labor is what our country is built on. Our labor keeps this country moving. Think about this for a moment. The vast majority of labor is performed by the American middle class. And while the American middle class can be defined many ways, it is mainly seen as all those making less than 250000 a year annual income. Now that's still a lot of money when 87% of taxpayers make 100,000 or less. But for those of us who do make less than 100,000 a year, we owe many of our benefits to the labor movement. So during Labor Day, remember the weekend, paid holidays, paid vacations, holiday pay, health care, and better working conditions. All these things were brought to you by the labor movement. And that is what Labor Day is all about. We'll be right back. Community Forum was very pleased to have been invited to the 55th annual Labor Day picnic in Odessa. We had the opportunity to listen to many speakers. We also had the opportunity to speak with Walter Hinojosa, the legislative representative of the Texas AFL-CIO. Welcome to Community Forum, Mr. Hinojosa. Uh, It's a pleasure and thank you for allowing us this opportunity uh, to speak with you for our podcast. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. To start out, if you can just tell us us a little bit about yourself and a little bit of your background. Sure, sure, sure. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, and um, I uh, come out of the uh, teachers' union. Um, I was uh, senior vice president of the Houston Federation of Teachers once upon a time. Went to work for the teachers' union and was their legislative political person for about a dozen years or so, and then uh, moved over and became the legislative and political person for the state AFL-CIO after that, and um, I recently retired, and I'm loving every minute of, I loved every minute of the job I did, but I love every minute of being retired as well. It's, it's been good, and it's part of the American dream that the labor movement provides, has provided for people like me. Uh, we'll, Little Mexicano from South Houston got to be uh, uh, doing a lot of interesting, important things. I I love every minute of it. Tell us what Labor Day is for our listeners, for those who who, who may not know exactly what Labor Day is. Well, um, it started over 130 years ago, um, people uh, organizing 
believe that the that, that labor laborers, working people, ought to be recognized with some sort of uh, uh, celebration. And the um, uh, push began at that point, and uh, 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 shortly after that, uh, the the federal Congress decided that this is an important thing to do. Um, during the populist uh, period of the, to the late 1800s, uh, they enacted a national day of celebration for people who work. It wasn't necessarily for the labor unions themselves, but it was for people who work. Well, we're the only representatives of the people who work. Uh, we're the only certified um, organization out there, the labor movement, stands uh, solely for the working families of this country. And so we sort of inherited that that uh, uh, that day and it has become we have become directly associated with with the 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 celebration that is usually is always the first Monday in September um, and it's uh, it's an important day for us uh, uh, witness uh, there are there are about uh, 30 different events going on around the great state of Texas today and my, my colleagues are scattered around the state uh, representing uh, the state AFL-CIO and all these many different functions. Uh, some of them are huge events, some of them are not so, uh, so so large. It sort of depends on where you are in the state and how unionized we are in that particular part of the state. Uh, that seems to matter a lot as well. Tell us what the state of the movement It's uh, It's a... It, we're, we have a big target painted around us. The Republicans um, think that we're evil incarnate and want us to be gotten to, to be out of the way. And there's a good reason for that. If it wasn't for the labor movement, the, we, we are directly responsible for the 40-hour work week. We are dire- directly responsible for safety training and safety equipment in the workplace. We are directly responsible for um, uh, a, my- a myriad of things that that the bosses, the companies, didn't want to do and still don't want to do. And so as a result, um, where we have been successful, uh, it has uh, it has, uh, put a target on our backs. And they want to eliminate our ability to organize. They want to take away our pensions, which are one of the, some of the strongest economic institutions in the country. And it's, um, it's been... Uh, uh, as a result, we, we're stymied a bit. We, we, what, is, what has traditionally been the labor movement in the private sector, the bricklayers, the, the cement workers, the steel workers, and those, uh, uh, the electrical workers, they have fallen a little bit on hard times. Where we're experiencing growth in its place is in the public employee sector. My union, my union is the fastest growing, the teacher's union is the fastest growing union in the state of Texas. It has been for almost 20 years now. Um, the state employees are um, growing by leaps and bounds. And, um, and, and because of the particular political leadership that we have in this state, because it is so Republican and so anti-union, that, th- that we have become an even greater target. They, wanted, they want us out of the way so that they, when they talk about balancing the budget, it's easy for them to balance the budget off of the back of workers. If we're not there with a voice to say no, no, never, never, then they get the rough shot, run rough shot over over the workers. And 
that's a, it's a tragic situation. It's one that they want desperately for us to be out of the way. They want us out of the way so that they can continue to, 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 to reduce uh, public education, the, the amount of money that's going into public education. That's obscene. We should be spending more money, not less money, in the public education sector. But these guys want to balance all this craziness, the whole this bad budgeting that they've done over the years, uh, off the backs of the school children. We're not standing. We are very much opposed. Tell me a little bit about right to work. Uh, Texas is not a right to work state, but recently the Republican Party has uh, submitted a plank that they want to make a national right to work. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, it's. Uh, it has a high greed factor involved with it. Right to work really means right to work for less. It means that the companies and the corporations get to pay people less to do the work. And that's and the and the union movement is the only only movement out there that stands between slave wages, slave work, and real wages, um, livable wages, and, and as a result. Um, yeah, they want they want to take away uh, our right to organize. They want to take and they want to in, in its place put in this concept of uh, right to work. It is not a right to work. It is a right to work for less, and it's a right to work in unsafe conditions because that's the, kind of goes hand in hand. It's all about greed. These these corporates, the corporate world thinks that the way that they can improve their shareholders and their and their corporate profits is off the back of the workers. If they can pay them less, if they can use less safe equipment, if they can do less safety training, then all that money goes into their coffers, into their hands, rather than into the people's hands. And so it is, it's a terrible misnomer to say this, this is a right-to-work issue. It is a right-to-work for slave wages. Is what it's the bottom line. So, for the labor movement, what are what are some of the biggest challenges for the labor movement right now? Uh, well, it's the Republican leadership in the state of Texas is our biggest enemy. The Republican leadership nationwide is our biggest enemy. They want us off of the political map. The uh, Citizens United decision puts us in a t- terrible spot. Even though it allows us to spend more money, we still get outspent a hundred to one in elections. That's not a fair contest. We can't win in those circumstances. We can't win when we're when we're, stra- we're strapped with the right to work uh, prohibitive legislation. They want us to not be able to organize. We can't win when we can't organize and get the, the people, the working people to understand, deliver the message to the working people that what they want, the forces of darkness and evil want, is good for the 1%, not the 99%. It's a trite phrase that's getting used quite a bit now, but that is so terribly, terribly true. We have we have an opportunity now to, to flex our political muscle, re-elect uh, President Obama, to elect some folks, to elect Paul Sadler to the United States Senate. The choice is very, very clear in that particular election. Paul Sadler, a friend of public education, former chair of the House Public Education Committee, who understands what public education is all about, versus Ted Cruz, um, who has who is just a, a no no never never kind of guy. He will be he will be one more vote in that party of no that that we can't stand any longer. And so we're we're beseeching the the Texas voters to look at these people to vote 
for the for people who want to, to uh, ensure we get we progress, ensure we have adequate public housing, adequate public schools, adequate public health for the people of this of this great state. Thank you. Now, is there anything you want to add, anything I may have missed? Well, I appreciate your organization, appreciate what you're doing. You're a voice in the wilderness. When I was a little kid, we used to have a radio station that we that was put, that, that broadcast out of Rosenberg that was finally referred to as Radio Free Rosenberg because it was the only Latino station anywhere in, in southeast Texas, and we listened to it frequently. And I don't even know if they still exist or not, but organizations like yours, uh, God bless you for what you're doing. I know we're all on the same page. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Walter. I appreciate, you. appreciate your time. Thank you. Continue the conversation on this episode's homepage, communityforum.artleal.com slash episode3.html, and tell us what you think. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Remember to find us on iTunes and save to your Apple device. You can also find us on Twitter, hashtag CFOTX, and on Facebook, Community Forum Odessa TX. Thank you for listening.